0: The people have made movies about this very subject. The, you might not know it, but the three Matrix movies, this is the topic. This is the theoretical, philosophical underpinning is man's free will, and how does that work? Well, you can look at it a lot of different ways here. You can get this, that, well, God's in control, and it's all about predestination. You have no clue what you're doing. You just, you're, going, you're programmed to do it, and God's in control. Eh, you can look at it that way. You could also look at it that God has to do and deal with whatever we do. Well, that's not very accurate either. Um, Man plans, God directs. I think you've maybe heard that man plans and God laughs at man. Uh, There's a lot of those kind of things. But really, let's let's look at this in different translations, because sometimes you get a little different flavor for what it's going for. If we looked at, on the top is what I just read, the New American Standard translation. But the message, which is a, a little more concept for concept rather than word for word translation, excellent translation, um, we plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. Now well, that's pretty good. That's a little different take on it, a little facet. If We looked at a really old translation, um, the Wycliffe Bible on the top. The heart of a man shall dispose his way, but it pertaineth to the Lord to address his steps. That's more confusing to me, but I sure like the way it rolls off the tongue. That just sounds good, but it's got some interesting words in there. And then the Living Bible, which is probably the most (coughs) concept-for-concept translation that I kind of like. We should make plans counting on God to direct us. That deals with it. puts God where God needs to be in our life, in charge, at the top. And it puts us underneath that in submission. But it doesn't make us passive. So I kind of like that Living Bible translation, that... We're called, this verse is clear, to be active in our faith. We're not called to just sit and wait for God to do something for us, and then we follow. We're called to be active and to be doing things with a purpose in that and not to be uh, sitting back. We have free will, but our free will is only effective. Our free will is only useful if it's paired to God's will, if it is close to God's will or conformed to God's will. And so putting this into practice is kind of what I want to talk about today. And it's something that Grace Point, if you've been here for a while, you've probably heard us refer to different things about trying to put this idea into practice as a church, at the broadest level of Grace Point, what it's like. And if you, you don't have a purpose, if you don't have a sense of what you're doing, you tend not to be very effective at anything. I'll give you a quick example. There's no sound on this video, but a young man has a job to do, and he really doesn't seem to be working at it with any purpose. And you kind of keep this verse in mind as you watch this short clip about what, we don't want to look like this as a church, okay? We want to have a purpose and be purposeful. And I'm still stalling while the video hasn't started playing yet. I've got a feeling it's one of those kind of days. Ah, here we go. (laughs) Now he's working hard. Somewhere off camera, there's a father who is falling on the ground, crying and laughing all at the same time. (laughs) I'll thank you that none of you said, Oh, that looks a little like the Huskies playing Alabama yesterday. (laughs) That's 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 um. We don't want to be as a church working hard and not getting a lot of things done. We want to be intentional about what we do. So today, short verse, short reminder about what we're doing here at Grace Point to kind of set the tone for the next uh, 12 months, hopefully. And if you're trying to be purposeful, there's three questions you need to have and need to answer. We're going to go through them real quick today. First off, what is your overall purpose? Why do you exist? The second one is, What's your vision? What's the broadest definition of what you're doing? And then you want to be a little more specific. What's your mission? And then if you have those three down, your purpose, your vision, your mission, then what you do on a day-to-day basis is a little bit easier to figure out, and you're not going to be getting hit with the metaphoric garbage can lid in the face when you're trying to do church. So purpose. And everything I'm going to talk about today, you'll hear me say the phrase led to. And what I mean by led to, so we'll talk about these are uh, statements that, as a church, we were led to. I want to make it clear, Grace Point is a church that believes in the plurality of leadership, meaning it's not about any one man or woman at Grace Point that's in charge of everything. Gary is not our CEO of the corporation. We're not a, a pyramid We all are equal before Christ. We just studied that in Galatians. And as a church, there are people that have responsibilities. And some responsibility might be primary, like Gary's primary responsibility is the teacher. And I will defer to him on things. But in other areas, Gary defers to another elder. And that's called plurality. And we believe that's very biblical. And when we are led to things, we do it together. And we studied everything we're going to talk about, We brought in a couple experts to help us with it. We read a few books on it, and then we shared it with everybody. All of you were a part of these things if you were here when we were doing that. And we affirm it together so that it's not one person who can be wrong, it's a bunch of people working together to make sure that the, we've got a pretty good handle on, yeah, I think that's what God's telling us. That's we, we feel very good. That's what the Bible is teaching us. And then we all discuss it and evaluate it together. And so you avoid kind of some of the traps that you see in the news about pastors going off the rails or churches getting into trouble because we kind of lifeguard each other. And so when you hear me say we were led to this as a church, Understand the full meaning of it. It wasn't a short, quick thing. It wasn't Gary typing something up and saying, this is what we're doing. It's something that took, in some cases, years for the elders to develop and share with you, and then you would share back, and we would refine it, and we eventually affirm it together. So, as a church, we were led to a statement of purpose. What is the purpose of the church? And we have a long version and a short version. Here's the long version. And this is out of our Affirmation of Faith document, our document that says, what do we believe? And I took all the references out because that's a paragraph. The references are longer than the paragraph. And if you want a copy of that, you can get all that. So like every statement in here is backed up by Scripture. And you can get that either online or in the lobby. We have a copy of this. Let me just read this real quickly. We believe, this is Grace Point. We believe that the ultimate purpose of the church is to glorify God in the everlasting and ever-increasing gladness of worship. We believe that by the same Spirit, all believers in this age are baptized into and thus become one body, that is, Christ's. Whether Jews or Gentiles, and having become members of one another, are all under a solemn duty to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace rising above sectarian differences, and fervently loving one another with a pure heart. So, that's what we—that's the long version. What is our purpose as a church? It starts with glorifying God. The short version of it, you can turn over your bulletins. If you have your bulletin with you, now would be an excellent time to, to flip it over on the back. And I don't know if you've ever looked at this or looked at it recently, but every bulletin you get in this church will have the same thing on the back. It's important. We put it on there every week. We think that's a fundamental. This is blocking and tackling as a church is having this written down. down. And the question, what is our purpose at Grace Point? Well, that's the overall purpose statement. We are here to glorify God. Simple. Glorify God in Christ Jesus. How do we do that? Well, you go to what we call our vision, which is, well, there's the purpose statement. We exist to display the glory of God in Jesus. How do we display that? Kind of make it a little bit more specific. Three E's. Encounter God, embrace people, engage culture. That's the vision statement. Okay, a little bit more specific, but still very big and broad. What's the vision for what we do at Grace Point Church? Well, we want to be about God, we want to be about people, and we want to be relevant to the culture. Encounter, embrace, engage. Now, you want to be more specific than that, which is good, because specificity is important. Each of us are to encounter God on our own. Each of us are to embrace people on our own. Each of us are to engage culture on our own. This isn't something like a committee does. This is what we all do. We're all engaged to this, and again, it's that... We don't want to be passive as Christians. We don't want to come here and watch church. We come here, we are the church. We do church. It's something we all do together. Turning that into a mission statement, which is, what is our mission? What is our intentional thing that we're going to be about as a church? Um, We were led to, and this took quite a bit of time, but somebody, by the Spirit, came up with the idea that Grace Point and making our mission spell out grace, and actually having that be accurate biblically. And this, I think, was pretty good work by whoever came up with that. I, I honestly don't remember, but I think it's kind of neat. This is what we're about as a church, and that's why this is on our back of our bulletins. And if you are here, you'll notice about it twice a year. We will take a few minutes and go through what our mission statement is to remind us about acting with intentionality, to be intentional as a church. So the first one is the G, The grow. And that is we want to intentionally assist everyone in growing in their relationship with God and in their devotion of God and in understanding his unique purpose for each of us. So growing in Christ is the tide that rises every ministry at Grace Point. If we are not growing in our relationship with Christ, not much else is going to go on here. It's going to not really happen. As all of us, kind of what do you want to call the average of how we grow in Christ, as we're sanctified on a daily basis, as we are closer to him, all the ministries are helped by that. Everything gets better by that. This is something where the leaders have to lead with examples and have to encourage and that followers have to follow with intentionality and taking action. Gary teaches, he uses this phrase a lot, that we... light? Maybe, yes, no. It's, it's red, but it's talking. We'll just go with it. Um, faithful, available, teachable. Uh, that helps us grow. If we are faithful, was unchurched. Now, that doesn't mean that those are non-Christians necessarily, because they don't go to church, but statistics would suggest that that's more true than not. 70% of the people around us don't know Jesus Christ. Who will take the gospel to them? We have to be active. And so, one of our primary missions is to be about reaching others, and that's, again, not something that a committee does. It's all of us at Grace Point are to be doing that. We're in the community as a church, out scattered around for a reason, and one of them is to reach people. A door. And this is one of my main areas of ministry is involved in worship. A door is that we are going to facilitate you worshiping Jesus Christ together, and it's something as an individual that we do together. But when you come to worship When we come here, we teach and we try to encourage and we try to facilitate. It's a participatory event. Uh, The worship group is not a band. This is not a concert. We don't come to watch worship. We come to worship. We do it, all of us, together. And that colors all that we try to do. But we want to facilitate that with intentionality that we're going to adore our God and his son together. And last one is equip. Oh, sorry, I skipped C. Connect. We want to connect with one another, and we call it meaningful relationships. We want to facilitate that both inside the church and with the outside community. We want to connect. Uh, Again, leaders in different contexts will facilitate. You think of a life group leader. They're facilitating a meaningful connection within the life group. Uh, it can take place in a lot of different ways. It can take place in Bible studies. It can take place with you in the outside world, being a member of committees, rotary, schools, all sorts of things. It's not just related to the church. You are the church when you're not here, and we want to be connecting with the outside world so that we can bring the gospel to the outside world rather than waiting for the world to come in here. We want to connect with one another, and we want to connect in our neighborhoods. Now the last one, equip. Uh, Grace Point, our, our goal, what we're going to work for, is to have everyone understand what their spiritual gift is, to develop it, and to employ it in either teaching other people, encouraging other people, and as it says in the Bible, the purpose of the spiritual gift is to build up the church. We want to all of us have a spiritual gift if we've been saved and it's there so we can build up the church. And so again, if you hear a common thread of our mission as a church is to be active rather than passive, all of us are to be active in serving, in using our gifts that encourage and build up others, whether it's in something as uh, complex as teaching or something as simple as merely greeting people. It can still be a gift, and it's still important to the church, and there's not a small portion of that. It's not a small gift or an insignificant duty when it comes to employing what God has placed on your heart and giving you a gift and an ability to do. Which brings us back to the verse. God is directing our steps, but we have to make some plans. We have to be, again, active and intentional as individuals to connect, to reach, to reach to grow and adore. Got those out of order. But it's daily sanctification. It's just what we've been talking about all through Galatians, that the Holy Spirit does amazing things within us, and as we continue to trust and be closer to God to conform everything about us to look more like what Jesus would do, we grow, we do better, we're more useful to God and amazing things. And that's that daily sanctification. That's a great thing to talk about on the first day of the new year, about conforming to our God. And we remember our purpose, remember the vision, and remember the mission, the grace. Easy to remember. And if we keep doing that, we will hallelujah very well. We will hallelujah all through the year. And that's kind of what I think we want to be about. And that's the little message there from Proverbs 16:9. Let's pray. Holy Father.